0: Hey there, I'm Beth Connors, a midwife and mom of two, but also your birth bestie. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into everything you need to feel confident, prepared, and in control, from baby bump to delivery room, from practical tips to personal stories. We'll cover it all so you know exactly what to expect every step of the way. Let's get into it. Welcome back to episode eight of Your Birth Bestie podcast. I'm your host, Beth Connors, and this is part two of the series on managing labor pain. Before we dive into the hormone cascade of birth and how it supports physiologic birth, let's recap some essential concepts from part one, where we explored the benefits and considerations of epidurals. We discussed how they can provide pain relief, but may also have potential risks and side effects. And the takeaway was that epidurals can be a useful tool for managing labor pain and promoting a positive hospital birth experience if that's something you want or seems like it would be helpful for you. The decision of whether or not to choose an epidural ultimately depends on individual preferences and being completely informed. There really is no right or wrong choice here. Today we'll dive into physiologic birth and embracing the hormone cascade as a natural approach to labor pain relief, one that works with your body's natural processes. I love talking about working with your body's instinctual abilities to cope through the intensity of labor, so I put together a free resource that includes 25 of my favorite ideas to push through labor pain at bethconners.com forward slash labor pain. This will be a great place to start considering what you're interested in trying as comfort measures during your labor. So, get ready to discover empowering strategies that can help you navigate this beautiful journey of childbirth. And the conversation can start with this episode, but definitely does not end here. So, let's jump right into embracing the hormone cascade in a natural hospital birth. I want to start by saying that the single greatest influence on your ability to cope with intense pain or intense pressure is your belief in yourself and is your trust in your ability to handle it. Really, that is all. So before you do anything else, I want you to choose to consciously and outwardly believe that the pain or intensity of your birth is going to be no big deal. The sensations you feel during labor will never break you or be too much because they are you and they're within you. And if you can remove your mind from this picture and remove your fear and tension, you can let your body do exactly what it needs to without making it any harder on yourself. Now we won't dive here into the practical techniques and methods, but if you're interested, you can absolutely join my hands-off hospital birth course where I dive into pain coping strategies and also autonomy, mindset, birth environment, releasing your birth fears, partner support, really all of those amazing topics that are a huge factor in having a physiologic hands-off hospital birth and be able to cope with discomfort. So you can enroll for 50% off in this course the week of May 22nd to May 28th at bethconnors.com forward slash as a founding member. But here I'd like to talk more about pain and its role in the birth process. So where does pain come from? What if I told you that pain is constructed entirely in your brain, and any pain you've ever felt is literally in your head? And I know this can make some people really angry, but I promise I'm not saying that your pain isn't real or that it's not hurting you. I'm just saying that it's all in your brain. So in terms of birth, there will be no pain coming from your uterus, your cervix, or your vagina. It will all be coming from your brain. And that's because your brain is literally creating what your body is feeling. And it's your beliefs, your expectations and emotions that cause you to perceive pain in a certain way or really cause you to perceive something as painful in the first place. I like to describe pain as a complicated warning system and its purpose is to protect you by alerting you of a potential harm to your body. So when something happens, like you jam your finger, your nervous system sends signals to your brain and then your brain basically decides how much danger you're in. If your brain decides the signals from your jammed finger are worth paying attention to, the pain volume is cranked way up until the problem is solved. But if your brain decides it's not actually a threat, the pain just goes away. And research supports this through the placebo effect. And with that, teaches us that context, beliefs, expectations, and emotions pretty much make up the foundation for which we perceive pain. So let's talk about how context can influence your perception of pain. And when I say context, I mean the setting that you are in or the atmosphere. For instance, if you're at a doctor's office or at a hospital just stepping through the door of the hospital activates the beliefs and expectations that you've developed through your personal experiences. So if you've had a history of having amazing doctors and successful treatments, your chances of a positive outcome increase. But if you have a history of ineffective treatment, let's say, then you might have negative expectations that are actually going to worsen your symptoms or, in the case of birth, increase your pain. I also want you to know that a sense of powerlessness can literally shape your perception of pain. And if you feel out of control, it can increase your pain-related emotional distress, which we will talk about in just a minute. So what's happening here? Evidence suggests that negative expectations increase anxiety, which releases a hormone that causes increased anxiety. So now you're here in this perpetuating loop of anxiety, which then causes increased pain. Basically, if you expect something to hurt, it will. And on the flip side, positive expectations release pain blocking hormones, which in birth is the hormone called oxytocin. So now you can see just how important it is to give birth in an environment that you feel safest and with support people you feel most at ease with. So now let's talk about how pain and emotions are interconnected. First, I want you to understand that within your brain, the pain circuits and emotion circuits overlap, which basically creates this shared network with the purpose of processing a ton of information all at once. Negative emotions are like gasoline to the fire that is pain. Not only can negative emotions make the pain worse, but they can actually cause pain in the first place. But the good news is that the opposite is also true. Positive emotions can measurably lower the perceived level of pain, especially when you can stop focusing on how horrible you feel. And my mission here is to help you understand how context, beliefs, expectations, and emotions all fit together to influence pain and to help you understand that you have more control when it comes to pain than you probably think. My mission here is to help you understand that in birth, pain doesn't equal harm, pain doesn't equal bad. And pain is not something that you need to run from or be scared by. Those are the exact thoughts that make your experience even more painful. So instead of running from the pain, you can turn into it and embrace it. You'll really want to learn how to not get super worked up when you feel uncomfortable and how to not listen to your mind when it's telling you that you need to be in that fight or flight mode. The goal here isn't to eliminate the sensations, the goal is to eliminate the suffering, the distress, and the tension. So it really is best to understand the hormone cascade, which is crucial for embracing a natural approach to labor pain relief. During childbirth, your body releases a powerful cocktail of hormones, each playing a unique role in the birthing process. Let's take a closer look at these hormones and how they contribute to pain relief and progress in labor. The first hormone we'll talk about is oxytocin, often called the love hormone or the labor hormone. Oxytocin plays a really important role in starting and maintaining those uterine contractions. It creates a positive feedback loop where each contraction stimulates the release of more oxytocin, leading to stronger and more effective contractions. Oxytocin also promotes feeling of love and trust and bonding, helping you to connect with your baby and find emotional support in your birth environment. Another hormone that plays a significant role in labor is endorphins, and endorphins are your body's natural painkillers and mood boosters. They help you experience a sense of euphoria, reduce anxiety, and alleviate pain. By embracing a natural approach to labor pain relief, you can stimulate the production of endorphins through activities such as movement, relaxation techniques, and utilizing comforting touch. Melatonin, a hormone that regulates sleep and wake cycles, also contributes to pain relief during labor. When melatonin levels rise, it can help you feel calm and relaxed. Creating a dimly lit and peaceful birthing environment can support the release of melatonin, enhancing your comfort, and reducing the perception of pain. In addition to these hormones, adrenaline, commonly associated with the fight-or-flight response, can have a positive impact during labor. While high levels of adrenaline may inhibit labor progress, controlled amounts of adrenaline can help you stay alert, focused, and empowered during these intense moments, By channeling your adrenaline, you can find strength and endurance when you need it the most. So now that we've explored the hormone cascade and its role in natural pain relief, let's discuss some practical techniques to embrace and enhance this process during your low-intervention autonomous hospital birth. Remember, these approaches work best when combined with a supportive birth team and your ideal birth environment. Movement is an excellent tool for managing labor pain and encouraging the hormone cascade. Walking, swaying, using a birthing ball, or changing positions regularly can help your body release oxytocin, endorphins, and melatonin. Movement also promotes optimal positioning of your baby and aids in the progress of labor. Breathing and relaxation techniques are vital for embracing the hormone cascade as well. Deep, rhythmic breathing, visualization, and guided relaxation exercises can help you stay focused, reduce tension, and stimulate the release of endorphins. Practice these techniques during pregnancy to familiarize yourself with them so they become second nature during labor. Comfort measures such as hydrotherapy, warm showers, or using a birthing pool can provide significant pain relief during labor. Water immersion promotes relaxation, eases muscle tension, and encourages the release of endorphins. If your hospital supports water births, it can definitely be a wonderful option to explore. Creating a soothing birth environment is essential for embracing the hormone cascade. Dimming the lights, playing calm music, surrounding yourself with comforting scents, and personal items that are there with you to help you feel more relaxed and supported. Discuss your preferences with your birth team and ensure your birth environment reflects all of those desires. Your support team plays a vital role in enhancing the hormone cascade and managing your labor pain. Choose individuals who align with your birth goals and provide continuous emotional and physical support throughout your entire journey consider hiring a doula, which is an experienced professional who specializes in childbirth support, their presence can greatly contribute to your comfort and your overall birth experience. Remember, embracing the hormone cascade and a natural approach to labor pain relief doesn't mean you have to forego all medical interventions. It's about finding a balance that works for you and aligns with your birth preferences. It's essential to communicate openly with your healthcare provider, ask questions, and make informed decisions based on your unique circumstances. That brings us to the end of today's episode on embracing the hormone cascade in a natural approach to labor pain relief. We've explored the role of oxytocin, endorphins, melatonin, and adrenaline in managing labor pain. We've also discussed practical techniques a little bit, such as movement, breathing, relaxation, hydrotherapy, and creating a supportive birth environment. Remember, every birth journey is unique, and there's no right or wrong way to navigate labor pain. What matters most is finding the approach that empowers you and helps you have a positive and fulfilling birth experience. I hope today's episode has provided you with valuable insights and tools to embrace the hormone cascade and manage labor pain naturally, if that's what you choose. Thank you for joining me on Your Birth Bestie podcast. Don't forget to check out my comprehensive hands-off hospital birth course at bethconnorscom forward slash birth course to learn more about having a low intervention, autonomous hospital birth. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, the absolute best way to support the show is by leaving a review. And if you screenshot your rating and submit it at bethconnors.com forward slash review, I'll even send you a little gift straight to your door as a thank you. I appreciate you listening and supporting me just as I love supporting all of you. Thank you so much. And I will see you back here next Tuesday.